Welcome back to the Risk Report. Um, today we have a special guest, my buddy Timothy Fonseca. He is a pilot. He is a man with a mustache. We, we refer to those as a classic man, right? A real gentleman. Yeah. Um, he he also has the best trained dog in the world. And uh, what else could I say about you, Timmy? Well, not only does he do his actual pilot for an actual airline that will remain unnamed for this one, yeah. um, <clears throat> but you have your SoFlo prop life as well. Um, so welcome, Tim. What's up, guys? Um, stoked to be here on the podcast with uh, Alex here and uh, just going to have a good time, man. I've known him for a few years, met him back in college and uh, stayed in touch throughout the years. You know, we've grown distant in our careers and all that stuff, but, um, you know, always, always keep in touch and check in with each other every now and then. And uh, he started this podcast while back and i've uh, been been wanting to get over here and just kind of goof off with him for a little while so we just this kind of just happened by by chance you know we wanted to do it but yeah didn't know we were going to do one right now so hey those, that's how the best ones form excuse anyway. the unprompted impromptu unpreparedliness on this yeah. one but we'll just go with the flow on it. yeah and that and you know and you're right about that we kind of did grow like distant in the careers but you know something there's something i always brought up like in my relationship with my girl about friends and stuff and friendship, you know, where she would be like, I need to see a friend every week or every couple times a week or whatever, like or, a, her, like a, or like her friend, one or checking back in with somebody. like her friend gets mad that she doesn't fucking hang out with her. Oh, okay. okay. And then I always bring up the fact of like a friendship like ours, where it's like, you know, you're one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. We don't talk every day necessarily. Yeah. I don't see you every day. There you could go months without seeing each yeah. other, but it's there. You know, but it's always there, the actual friendship. Yeah. And you're never making me fucking feel bad for not calling yeah, you or no, something like sure that. Not, no. No, and I'm not <laughs> doing that for you either. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's a girl thing. Or, you know, I think even maybe some guys are like that too. Like people that yeah. need to hang out with somebody all there the time. There are definitely, yeah, I've got I've got friends or I've seen seen people out there that, that act like that as well. And, you know, that's, that's the way they want to live. That's cool. Yeah. Um, people got shit to do. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say, man. There's this just, man's flying around the fucking world. We got we got too much stuff to do, and and not to say that excuses leaving people in the dust, which we don't do, right. but um, just keeping in touch is 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 nice, you know, and, and checking in, and, and you know, that's something I need to do better with a lot of my friends. I've got a lot of friends from a bunch of different industries, like you know yourself, for example, you know, in the art and skate world and everything like that. You know, I've got friends all over, and you know fitness world flying world boating yeah. world fishing yeah. world, you know all these people so it's it's tough to maintain an intimate relationship with a lot of my buddies with with uh you know being all over the place when we're all doing our own different things but when we when we get together in that in that venue or in in whatever we're doing you know we're it's like it's like we never quit hanging out yeah talking. exactly you get back you get back with it so yeah that's how it should be too and then you know we're we're very different people too. Like, you know, I'm not that outgoing. I mean, I can be, but for the most part, I'm like, uh, you know, I got that resting bitch face, right? Like like when I go out, it's like, don't talk to me. I'm not the, the friendliest, most outgoing person. Like I'm not going to go out, but you are right. You're always just all smiles, talking, outgoing. Definitely all smiles. Yeah. So I could see you having a lot wider of a friend group I'm, that you got to kind of keep coming, in touch with. I think I've, in the last couple of years, um, I'm definitely becoming a little bit more reserved 
Um, it's just, I guess with age or age or just growing up, I'm seeing, you know, I just need to pull back and, and focus on a few more things on my own, mm -hmm. you know, not, not bring myself into too many other people's lives because it's like, we've yeah. got, now we're getting older, man. We need to focus on a lot of things on our own and, yeah. and the circle kind of gets a little tighter and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, like you're saying, to keep up with, with everybody, but yeah, you know, like us, man, and like my other really good friends, especially college buddies, you know, buddies that like my, like our old, our old, uh, roommate or my old roommate, Pat, um, oh, yeah, Patrick, I mean, dude, I haven't talked to him in probably six or eight months. And before that time, you know, it had been probably a year. Uh, yeah. I haven't talked you know to him in so long, but dude. we could call him on the phone right now. I guarantee you he would sit there unless he's busy or whatever. Right. I guarantee you we could sit there and have a conversation with him for an hour. Yeah. And catch up and it would be like, you know, when are you when are you coming around or come on down or whatever, come hang out, you know. Um I heard And something. he went to Gainesville, right? Is he still over in I Gainesville? I think he's in Tampa now. Okay. I think he's in Tampa now. Yeah, he had a he was doing a uh physical training. He was a physical trainer right. um at a gym and he had some sort of well, I, I was gonna say freak accident with uh with one of those exercise bands, but you know those exercise bands just sketch me out. So I don't even think it's a freak accident. Like those things are prone for like blowing out, you know? Really? So, Would it snap back on them? I think he had some sort of, yeah, band blowout, man. And it just went flying. I think it hit him in the eye and messed him up for quite a while, you know, having some issues with that. Um, but uh, actually something my dad always told me, the eye is the fastest healing yes. in the body. Yeah. You know, what so, was I was thinking about eye injuries yesterday for some reason. And I was thinking about that, like, that it's crazy that it is the fastest yeah. healing. You need like, it. You need your eyes. <laughs> yeah. You need your eyes. But it's such a vulnerable, like, dude, it's such a yeah. pussy-ass little thing, that eye, dude. I mean, if you think about it, everything, <laughs> the majority of the things that you're doing, you're looking at. You know, so not yeah. only is your head and your face looking and facing whatever is going on, but your eyeballs are, yeah. are focused in on it. So, I mean, I, well, I need that glasses. So my fucking eyes are just shitty, dude. They've always been shitty. I've been wearing glasses. And I was like, I think eight. You have to like, you know, you open your eight eyes and you got to like pat your hand across. The <laughs> it's not that them. bad. It's just, I can't see far away. <laughs> yeah. So if I took this off, I can't see that calendar I have over there. And that's I like, can see it, but I can't what, see the dates like and the numbers. Or something. Yeah. 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 It's pretty rough. Yeah. But back to Pat, I mean, Pat, you know, he was, he's another guy who's all smiles. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? dude. He's another guy who's, yeah, who's real stoke. nice, real, real outgoing. Yeah. He got stoked for everybody. Good, good stoke, so I, well, I hope he's doing well. I know we, I keep up with him or whatever, seeing him on Instagram and shit, yep. but I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. You know, that's one for sure. And, and like we were discussing before the podcast too, Peter, you know, yeah. that man. Peter's my dog. Dude. dude. Yeah. I, I love chatting. And you've him. known him since that's like your brother. He'll, yeah. He'll, he'll call me up. So he's in the Marine Marine industry. He's a Marine uh, electrician. So he's always rewiring these big yachts and, and big boats, expensive boats. Mm -hmm. He's doing these massive wiring jobs on all this stuff. And he'll be in like, you know, these really tight, like four by four areas, you know, sending, I don't know, 50 foot of wire through it and like, you know, crimping them and working on these, you know, building boards and stuff. And, uh, so he'll call me when he's bored or whatever. He's just talking. I've got AirPods. I've had AirPods for years now. I just bought the new set, actually, the noise canceling ones. And That's what I need to get. I dude, it is the, anybody that does anything doesn't have time to sit with their phone up to their ear. 
you need both your hands to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. So it is such an inconvenience to sit there with your phone. It's it's a burden, dude. If I got if I were to talk on the phone with somebody, I rush them off because I'm holding my phone and I'm tying up a hand. Yes. You I get I mean? that for sure. If you got the AirPods in, man, you could be talking. Let it rip, things, man. Right? Let it rip, dude. Talk to me That's for an hour idea. and a half. We listen to podcasts all the time for an hour, you know. Right. They're just—it's just flowing, you know. Not obviously, we're not having a conversation with the podcast, but I mean, you kind of are in your own mind. You're, right. you're, you're, you're taking in information. You're, you're kind of interpreting it and talking to yourself with it. Oh, you exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd just be thrown in the fucking psych ward, bro. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here <laughs> talking to myself for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, so Peter will call me, and you know Peter and my other buddy Frankie, dude, my, my really good buddies, um, they'll call me while they're at work. And Frankie's got AirPods, but Peter doesn't have them yet, man. I, every time I talk to him, I'm like, bro, he's very old school, you know uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, get some AirPods. You know, he's got his phone up to his ear, kind of like half-ass working on this boat, like talking to me, and I'm sitting there doing whatever I've got to yeah. do. And I'm like, get some AirPods. You can use both your hands. You know that wiring job definitely could afford a couple AirPods, bro. If you need. Yeah, he's doing. I mean, I don't. An AirPod and a charge. He's and he's got a cool little spot downtown Fort Lauderdale, man. I gotta go see him. I gotta give him a call. Yeah, but dude, that's it's same thing with Peter, man. Peter, Pat, you yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's uh it's all about like, you know, presenting that like like you're saying. Pat's all smiles, man. Just presenting that, man. He, mm-hmm. Someone looks at Pat or Peter and and they and they're smiling and they're they're having a good time laughing. Dude, you automatically think that person is who you want to be around, you know, and, yeah. and that, that, that things are going well for them, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of their actual anything who, that's going on. Who knows on. what's going on, right? But uh, I forgot what it is. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why it's interesting that you guys were all friends with me. I was <laughs> <laughs> no, just walking around, not smiling. Not, needed some help I here, see, man. I can't see who's looking at me. Like, this guy needs some positivity. We'll just <laughs> we'll give him a hand. Bring him into our room. I'm positive. No, he is. He is. He is. Oh, dude, I'm positively blast, pissed all the time. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you need some of that, man. You need, you need some. It. You need some fire. I think so. It's nice to be kind of. Like, I've been thinking about that lately. I've been thinking about like how feels kind of good. How it's okay to um, think that of the worst of something could happen. Like I see that more in men than in women. Prepared. I see. I see that type of thinking more in men than in women. Um, the fact that like. Like, for example, we went out to a, a brunch, me and my girl, and um, it was with a coworker and her son and her baby daddy, right? And, uh, and you know, the dad is like, you know, he's like calling out, hey, don't let him put his leg through there. Hey, don't let him stand up. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, the mom's just letting him do whatever. The mom's just let I him would do let my kid run wild. Yeah, yeah, but you I'd know what I mean. Kid he's run wild like the little banshee. That he he lets him do things, but I guarantee you would you would uh, if you saw that something could go wrong in some way, you would be like, "Hey, little Johnny, little Tim, don't do that." You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, little Tim, watch out when you do that. You could fucking break your leg or something. You know? Because yeah. you know from experience. But do you? you know. So I'm furthest thing from a parent, obviously. You know. I'm, uh, this is that would be a, a well you got a dog so my dog yeah absolutely my dog and uh the only thing i could really relate to is is the way i was brought up and the way i raised my dog which honestly is 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 the way i was raised and the way i raised my dog is complete opposites totally similar oh totally similar. yeah absolutely man yeah. the on a freedom base and and kind of like you let you let the child or you let the dog kind of experience things kind of like the opposite of what you're saying i think um let them kind of do their thing and screw up 
Yeah, for sure. Now, you need now, that. If you're constantly telling the kid, hey, don't do that, don't mm-hmm. do that, don't do that. Well, dude, the, the kid's never going to really learn. Screw up. Yeah. Screw up or learn or, you know, whatever. My greatest lessons, man, like I've like effed myself up a mm-hmm. few times, you know, or, or, you know, I've, I've hurt friends or I've, you know, you know, done things that weren't, weren't good, but I've learned from yeah. them. No, um, you need that for sure. Now, but as a parent, like you're saying, you don't want the kid to get hurt. You can kind of, mitigate risk through controlling the outside environment mm-hmm. so like okay with my dog okay i don't want her to you know i don't want her to walk in the road well i'm going to set her up so that you know she's got the freedom to walk in the road if she wants but i'm going to kind of i'm going to kind of encourage her with the outside environment to not walk in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. keep her in this area and show her that this area is where to be. She can go over there if she wants, mm-hmm. but she knows that that's just, Hey, you know, I don't need to go over there or, you know, with a kid, you know, just setting them up, setting them up. And to see how they handle for a good success, yeah. for a successful path, you know, setting them up for a good successful path with the outside environment, you know, giving them the tools they need too, but letting them take the tools that, that they, you've given them and the environment that you've put them in, so that that kind of leads them into success, but then also gives them a chance to kind of veer left and right, you yeah. know? Yeah. At a certain point, though, you can't you can never control the environment anymore, you know? Absolutely. At a certain but, point. But and yeah, that's, you want to build that, them to, the when, exact point. to when you get to that so point. So that's the exact point. When, when you can't control no, the I environment anymore, they're ready for it. They're ready. They've, they've dabbled in controlled environments, per se, you know, that when that when the when you can no longer, when they get in their early teens, right. Uh-huh. They're ready for it. Yeah. You know, like you, you turn a kid loose with a car as ready as you could be. You, right? turn, you turn a kid loose with a car and you're like, well, dude, he's been, he's been riding his bike all over this yeah. town for a while. That's true. That's true. He knows his way around town. Yeah. Um, you know, he knows his way around people. Mm-hmm. If bad things happen, you know, we, we grew up, you know, I first started driving, I was probably we were probably like the last generation. I don't know when you got a phone, but I didn't have a phone my first couple of years driving a car. So yeah. like if something bad happened, it was kind of like yeah, it was old I got school, a phone. Man. Yeah, like, I got a phone at fourteen. I got one. Thirteen or fourteen. I got one like sixteen something, and yeah. I it was right around sixteen. So I started driving with that one, and then when I started driving one, it was a flip phone, real, real, real crappy phone. Like couldn't like you know, I would, I would like end a call at like 59 seconds. Cause I didn't want to go into the next minute, you know, mm-hmm. I only had like a few minutes on it. Dude, see, it's crazy. Yeah, how about this? I'm sorry to cut you off, but <laughs> no, how about this? Though? You remember in those days when the phone first came out and the texting came out, you know, like how many fucking parents got fucked because they didn't know that there was a text limit and all their kids started texting on their dude, line and everybody that. I was and not every, a part of that. Dude, no, you weren't. You missed was, out. I, you missed out on that, that ass like whooping, the, I'm telling that was, you, dude. That was, dude, that was when all, all of all of my friends had those sidekicks, bro. <laughs> yes. And they would just be slamming messages. And I remember these girls, I had girls and guys, I'm sure. After but I remember that, the they girls did the unlimited texting. Right. I remember the girls specifically, and I'm sure again it happened to get plenty of guys as well, but that would like be like, you know, I'd hear them in middle school, like like, oh, I just went over. My parents are pissed. Like $300 bill or something. Dude, you know, something horrible. crazy. Like, Dude, like big, and big. I was just you know, not extra, a part of that. A lot extra. You yeah. Know? Dude, I loved it, man. I'm, That's I never hilarious. had to be home, dude. I never. Yeah. I, well, well, I, I had get to be that. Home I think I was time. saying more of like, I was saying more of like, it's okay to think, think the worst of things sometimes because at the end of the day, you know, we're, 
as humans, you know, we had to survive. Now, not so much, right? Now our survival is different. It's financial. Right. It's this and that. So our our stresses are a little yeah. different. But I'm at the core, yeah. at the core, you know, you kind of got to be prepared for what the things that could happen. At least observe and analyze things that could yeah. happen. And uh, and that's how you survive in this world, I, I believe. But but I totally agree with you on that sense of yeah. the, the, you know, raising a kid because mine was opposite. Right. Mine was completely controlled and then when i tried when i was turning into my preteens and, and teens my parents still tried to keep this crazy control on me you know yeah, yeah. something that i probably if i'm ever a father will have to learn to not do because yeah. i hated it so fucking much when i was yeah. a kid dude yeah. so you know i was a 12 year old kid riding my bikes with my friends it had to be in front of the street in, in front of my house in the street in front of my house yeah if i fucking went out somewhere for like 20 minutes my mom would come out Ale, oh, well, Ale. Yeah. right she freaking out and uh uh you know it was it was tough and then so i had to be in before sundown so like so when sun comes down i had to be in too. right i mean i would i would kind of box that every now and then but like my my like two or three best friends growing up uh one buddy joe malone he was probably about two and a half miles away and Peter was probably he, he moved, but when he moved, it was pretty much the same distance, maybe a little bit further in the opposite direction, but probably about the same two and a half, three miles away. Um, dude, we I would cruise, dude. I would leave school, I would ride my bike to school, which was about a mile away. And a lot of times I would leave school, go get my bike. That's it, man. I, I you know, just some it. days I would go home, some days See, I'd my go parents to had me house. fucking working though, like so I would go work at yeah, the store with yeah. them and then I'd. Then I'd have maybe an hour to go skate or something. Yeah. And then I had to be in. And um, they they wouldn't let me have sleepovers, right? Like 12, 13 and shit. They would not let like me have Like have them at your house or go to one? The house at my house was okay. Right. But I could not ever go to somebody else's house. It was a fucking battle for me to try and sleep over Why down do the think? street dude dude i don't know they just i mean this is a young kid right? this like 12, is i'm a 12 yeah. 13 year old yep. kid yep. i've been hanging out with these kids for maybe two three years now all right yeah. they know them are they friends with the parents or not really somewhat they probably know the parents yeah. or this and I, I don't you know i don't know what it was i think my parents are real closed off a little bit and that's okay you know that's okay that's how they live and i think that i think they yeah i think now that the kids are out of the house, they've kind of chilled out and, and become a little more open. But yeah, they've they're very more into protecting themselves and their family. That's, and that's something. I mean, and I agree with it. But I also I remember you know now looking back on it, man, it was it caused so much tension between me and my my family. You know, like yeah, you know some some parents like uh, some fathers and sons they have like almost like a friend friend to friend. Yeah. relationship um, i never had that yeah. with my father i don't believe in that too much not yeah but you know like yeah you got to be a father to you gotta for be sure. a dad like my dad but always i wish says, i could be a little more open with him yeah. you know what i mean my dad will always say you know he is he's my dad long before he's a friend mm -hmm. and you know we're we're fun we have good and my times. dad said that too we, we, have, we have a good time together you know um at the end of the day like my dad is is like a he's a mentor mm -hmm. and He's someone that will always continue to give me feedback. He will be, he will always, always, always give me feedback, whether it's good or bad, whether I want to hear it or not. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite quotes that my dad always says is the moment that someone stops giving you feedback is the moment they've given up on you. 
Hmm. So that's, you know, that's very important. And, and like you're saying, like the, the family core, protecting the family core and how that's an important thing. That's, um, almost like a cultural thing. You know? It is. You yeah. come from a, a Latin Spanish, family. A Latin, you come from a Latin background yeah, too. Portuguese. Right. Um, and my, my dad's side of the family uh, worked extremely hard Yeah. for generations yeah. to get to America. Uh, so I'm a first generation American here. And uh, you know, my appreciation for this country is, is absolutely through the roof. I, I travel a lot and I see a lot of different places, a lot of really beat up areas in the United States. And I see a lot of really beautiful areas in the United States. I see a lot of areas that are beautiful that people don't think are beautiful or people wouldn't even, you know, people don't even know about, you know. Um, I see a lot of different cities where they were built back in the early 1900s, you know. The the, crossroads in America where railroad tracks would come together, you know, in the middle of the United States. And that's where, like, everything was happening. Um, But my parents and my dad and his side of the family, you know, they're very focused on protecting the family mm-hmm. um, because they work so hard. They're very prideful right. and they work so hard and they did that by protecting the family. If they let people take advantage of them, they would have never made it here. No. So, you know, that's a cultural thing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these, a lot of these Latin families and everything like that, I mean, they, a lot of these people worked really hard to get very here. hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I've talked about it in my pre- in previous podcast. I've mentioned before that, you know, Growing up, I've I've worked, man, my whole life. My parents had me working since I was like six. Yeah. Child you know? labor. Child labor. And and look at the time <laughs> it's like it was so cheap so it was cheap, free. Dude. Um just gotta feed you. Yeah. And at the time as a kid, you know, you're cool with it. I I liked it, right? Yeah. I enjoyed it and I Grass learned a lot of I know. learned a ton of skills and it and it I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm not saying it in in a bad way that, that my parents had me working since a kid. I, yeah, yeah. I think every parent should have their kid doing something Some as sort a of kid. Some sort of responsibilities. Yes. And I, I never liked the word chores. Yeah. I never had uh, chores per se, and that's not a good thing. I'm just going to call it shit to do. We had yeah, we had things that needed to be done. Yeah. And you know if if. I mean, this is just random, random thought, but if a pile of wood needed to be moved from one side of the house to the other, it's, Hey, you know, go do that. Go, you know, go get that done for me. please. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go do it. Yeah. You just kind of go do it. There's no yeah. chores, dude. Like it's a respect thing. There's and, no chores, man. At and the end of the day, you know, I, I remember like <clears throat> I would call a buddy up and be like, Hey, like, you want to go, you want to go ride bikes? Or you want to go take off and go check this place out, go fishing or something. And, uh, you know, the weirder ones with like the, you know, like the not as free ones. They'd be like, mm. oh, I can't go out, man. I got to do chores. And it wasn't the kids that were weird. You know, it was the parents that were like not letting yeah. them do it. And so I was, I always found that kind of like yeah. odd because I was so free as a kid. You mm-hmm. know? Um, as long as I got all my things I needed to do done, I was just, you know, it was kind of like, I just, you know, just be back. Well, that was the difference is that the fucking Johnny was probably lazy. And he didn't do his chores. And so, listen, Johnny, you can't nonstop. fucking go out. So you you got your shit done. You knew that, all right, I got to get my shit done. Yeah. Johnny was probably fucking chilling. His parents didn't probably push him. He probably had to do those chores for like three weeks now. And it's like, Johnny, yeah. you're not fucking Who going knows? to the water park today, all right? I'm sorry <laughs> that everybody's going to the water park. And you got to make me be the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's probably tough shit. Parents have oh, to do is man. is sometimes just lay the law, though. You know. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be. But weird. hey, whatever. We're we're fucking single people 
right? <clears throat> having a good time, man. Having a good time. Yeah. Just kind of focusing on uh, just life right now. Mm -hmm. Just having a good time. Just That's what it's that about. Smile on your face. Keep positive, man. Yeah. I did a little. So I was listening to a podcast the other day. Back to the smile and positivity thing that we were talking about earlier with Pat and, uh, and our buddy Peter, and just in general. Um, I was listening to a podcast by Rob Bailey. Awesome follow there. If you guys are looking for any motivation or just to see, just to see a, a character. He's a bodybuilder, um, and uh, he just owns a ton of companies. Anything that he wants to get into, he just that's that's his new career. That's his new uh, his new company, new job. You know, like. He was listening to music in the gyms. He's just decided, hey, I'm going to start recording some albums. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the level I'm trying to get at is how do I does. make that much money? Is it doggy coin? Oh, is it going to be doggy coin? I'm, I'm dumped. In and that's how I get my money so that I could do cool shit yeah. in life. He was uh, he was talking about how, uh, or as this podcast the other day, he was talking about how people have such like a, a pessimistic state of mind you know yeah. it's like when you look at somebody that's doing well or, or positive you you kind of you know you kind of like talk in a negative way like oh. there's an envy to it some people get that envy to it yeah i get stoked uh, on it well, you know sometimes you know and we all we have all done this when we're when we're kind of like yeah you get stoked on it. if we're doing like really good or whatever you almost kind of don't want to look like you're doing that good when you're talking because you don't want to brag or anything so it's like right you, you kind of like almost embrace the, yeah. the like the shitty things yeah like you know it's almost said, like a uh, there's almost like a success guilt yeah yeah exactly so he was like you know he's talking about how like he was like he went to australia and so he was like hey i was australian obviously it was freaking awesome yeah you know i mean like but he didn't want to say that he didn't want to like rub it in someone's face how cool it was so he's like oh yeah you know like the flight sucked and it was a long flight this and that. you that's know, what he said yeah, people do that though. This is an example, you know. Yeah, but here's people where it gets twisted, that. right? It gets twisted there because it's like um, you don't want to come off as you're bragging, but now you come off as you're bragging like, I had to go to Australia, the fucking flight sucked, right? And it's like, Dude, the, then it doesn't, then it doesn't come off right. If he was like, you know, I'm blessed, I got to go to Australia. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a different and, vibe and, when you say dude, that. When you start consuming, this happens with a lot of like uh, you see it with like a lot of New Yorkers and northeastern people you know oh, they got that they got that energy for sure dude that you know they they just they're kind of just negative about things and you know what <laughs> little by little that negativity just builds just, it just builds and manifests into their life you know oh. it's like it's like they become negative people yes versus hey man if you just if you just talk about how awesome things are all the time why am i so positive well dude there's like shitty things that happen to me on a daily yeah. basis yeah and and those those thoughts pass through my head you know, I'm like, okay, you know, this sucks, but this is great. Mm -hmm. Okay. The stupid old adage, you know, glass half full, focus on the half full yeah, side. It's all about Let's focus. Say you just pick that one. Mm -hmm. You could literally pick, boom, boom. I want the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get if it. you were standing there at a buffet and there was old chicken, <laughs> old chicken with like, a, with like some flies landing on it and good brand new chicken just came off the grill. Which one are you going to pick? That's a great analogy, right? Which there. one are you gonna pick, man? You're not gonna be like, ah, oh, man, this shit sucks. This restaurant sucks. Give me that shit chicken. You know what I mean? I want. Let me just take the bad. I'm. I hate this place, anyways. Let me just take the bad stuff. <laughs> no, dude, bro. Yeah. You, you, I hate this place, but damn, that chicken looks good. Like yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, that. That stuff looks awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, boom, mm -hmm. right there. Night and day. Yeah, I'm definitely. You know, I definitely need to work on my 
uh, <laughs> positivity <laughs> and attitude and shit sometimes. Not all too. the time. I think I'm positive. I For the too. most part, I think I'm tremendously positive. A little but bit. I do have like some sort of fucking... I don't know if it's the Latin anger, flair, or, or Too just much testosterone. Man. Not even. Because I'm chilling all the time. I mean, maybe that's what yeah. it is. Maybe it is the testosterone. You're chilling so hard that it comes out somewhere else. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. well, no, I see it a lot in my father. Like, I see, yeah. I see like a lot of things that I do that I'm turning into my father in some ways. Yeah. You know, and, and, but, but here's the thing. I also find it fucking hilarious sometimes, like to just like, kind of complain about shit sometimes and just like, I don't know, it's good material sometimes to just joke about, but maybe, maybe in retrospect, maybe that's just the easy material, dude. Like, right? That's the easy material to make fun of. Yep. Well, it's hard to make fun of positive things. Like, uh, this is uh, another dumb thing, but you know, you got this little canal back here. There's a lady walking her dog, but you got a nice little canal in your backyard here. You know, it's, it's, it's not. It's not the the best, nicest. Oh, I love the planet. it. But but yeah, I mean, when I when but I what is it, the first thing I said to I you? I said it, it's got shopping yeah. carts. And yeah, shit. you start pointing out every every like bad part about that little canal, man. And yeah, I mean, dude, it's, not, it's not like the most beautiful canal on the planet. And and yeah, you got the you got the mall right behind it over there. But but dude, like when I look at it, I'm like. You know, at least I don't have like a house backed up to me right there. You know? No, for sure. You got a good view of like. Yeah, some, I got the some... good view of the of the fucking Boca Mall parking lot. <laughs> see, see <laughs> I get I get I get cars honking <laughs> on the daily out there. Oh man! Oh, here's another here's another great thing, Tim. Here's another great thing, Tim. The other day, I walked out to walk the dogs. I stepped in a giant pile of shit. How about that? Great day. You just gotta wipe that shit off your shoes, man, and then look up at the sky, man. Look at how cool stuff it is, dude. Dude, I mean, I've got a house with uh, we got two dogs in the house now. My my new roommate's got a black lab, awesome sweet dog. Oh yes, I'm dude. Yeah, my dog never used to poop in the yard. I never let her. I just you know keep her going around, dude. My dog and his dog now poop in the yard. And I walk barefoot a lot, man. You just got to start scooping them. Dude, I, I went out there. I scooped like four or five shits yesterday, you know. Dude, yeah, the thing with the backyard it's is inevitable. that you could get you're lazy. Stepping in, you're stepping in them. Yeah, out here, it. it's like I got I to gotta pick it up because everybody could see me. Like Bro, When we walk got, outside, you, you could just, see you all the balconies. shovel, dude. You can just launch them right into I'm the thinking. canal. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, bam. <laughs> dude, some of these are... <laughs> Just such wet shits, like oh, like the one the pile, the, hose and you just the giant pile down. of shit that was right outside the, the back the the yard here yeah. that someone left. I didn't even fault. I didn't even get mad, and I didn't even fault them for that because it was such a soupy pile of shit. It looked Ooh. like a dog's asshole exploded. Ooh, man. And so I felt bad for the dog and the owner, and I knew nobody's yeah. picking that shit up. It's impossible yeah, to pick yeah, that yeah, up, yeah. right? You need a bulldozer. That shit was huge. Oh, dude, dude, I couldn't believe geez. it. And so we just let that fucking, let the rain wash that yeah, out, that's right? right? Yeah, yeah. And look, good. right now we got a couple little flowers growing out of that bitch. So, really? Yeah. Bro, this, this shit was like, this shit could have fertilized the desert. All right? This shit was like Dude, I'm, ima- I, I'm, I'm literally imagining the, the biggest bro. Of shit. <laughs> it was like this. It, it didn't. <laughs> it almost, three by dude, three circle dude, it almost looked <laughs> like an race. elephant had walked past and just oh, dropped the load. Oh, I didn't understand it. Oh, 
I didn't understand it. But, you know, out here we got to be picking up our shit because everybody's balcony looks out into the little yard here. Yeah. So, you know, you got my you got my big ass dog over there just fucking hunched yeah, over dropping it. a load. I got to pick yeah, it up. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting them pooper scoopers. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Hey, whatever. <laughs> This is, is all part of owning dog ownership. Yeah, and just life in general, man. Well, I'm a stepfather. Okay, I'm a step. Ste- I'm a stepfather. Do they know dog? That? Do they know that? I think so. They think you're, you're the cool stepdad. Oh, they think I'm the coolest stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think stepdad could yeah. lay the whip down sometimes, right? But yeah. they think I'm a cool stepdad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, wrestle them and shit. I'll fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I'll get them going. They're good dogs. I just want him to have more control, you know, like seeing your dog and being around how you raised Mally. Yeah. Um, that's how I, that's how I want a dog to be. It's never too late to do that. Um, I I try, I try a little bit, but yeah, I'm definitely maybe more lenient on them because I I feel like they're just so stubborn. Right. And, and then I also got to work on myself. It's, it's you. Cause I'll get mad. I'll, I'll say, you know, I've caught myself where it's like, now I don't say things like three times. I'll just go fucking grab them. You know what I yep. mean? I'll just, I try to at least even space out the three times that I say something. Like, yeah. I'll say it once. Yep. I'll say it again in and, a little and bit. And there's no real reason to yell, dude. Dogs, yeah. when I hear, I, I, I always hear people yelling at their dogs. The dog doesn't listen the first time. Hey, come here. Come here. You know, yeah. like, you know, or like the second time, like, come here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, okay. Dogs have insanely good hearing. Yeah. They heard you. They're being little they, fucks. They heard you the first They're time. They're being stubborn They fucks. heard you the second time. The fact that you raise your voice, yeah, okay, maybe they think you're more intense, right? And mm. okay, maybe I got to listen to him now. He's getting serious. Yeah. But, dude, you could do that with a low voice. Yeah. Like, Mally, dude, my dog. Mally, come here. Yeah. Mally, yeah. come. Yeah. And the third time is more so, okay, I'm going to go more grab More of a her. serious time. I'm, I'm going to go grab her. Like, Mally, get over here. Get over here, you know, real yeah. low voice. And this this yeah. is outside. There's other noises and other yeah. sounds. I don't have to speak loud. She could hear me. Yeah. She can hear me. It's the tone. It's not the it's not how loud you're yelling. It's the tone. Mm-hmm. It's the tone. But um, yeah, man, it's never too late to work with the dogs, man. Maybe they, you know, it's obviously better to do them do it with them as a as their puppies because they retain a lot of the information. It, and yeah. again, the grass is only as green as they know it. So yeah, with Mally, dude, she's the grass is only she the only thing she knows is to respond to me, right? Mm-hmm. She's never really had – she's got an option. She's got the choice. Again, she's, she's never on a leash. She's in the front yard by herself. I live right on Dixie Highway, like plenty of cars going by. She's never even, you know, never once set foot in that road or near that road at all whatsoever unless I've been at, at her side or, or she's by my side. Um, so, but, yeah, it's just, it's just adjusting your way of communicating <clears throat> with the dog because, they, you know, at this point, you know how to communicate with those dogs. They mm-hmm. know how you communicate – it's just being more consistent and uh, and adjusting the way you communicate with them and, and just just yeah. making sure they know that they have to listen. Yeah. Well, what if they don't listen? You know, like the 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 main issue is That's the big tough. one, the big one, and my main issue with him is that he'll bolt. he's he'll he'll bolt, but he'll just he's so happy all yeah, the fucking time, yeah, yeah. and he uh, is jumping on people. I don't want him jumping on it. Yeah. And I get that some people are okay with that and this and that, yeah, but not, he's yeah. way too big. Yeah, yeah, he's not. way too big and he's got to learn to control control his emotions, his energy a little bit, right? Not saying he can't he? be – he's like three. Three. Yeah, it's about that age. Yeah, he'll start calming down a little bit, but as long as you don't 
you can't let him do it ever. Even if yeah. someone says it's okay. I know. To, I try not to, to but it's like, dude, he does it every time himself. So. You know, me. but we I've been putting uh, – yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't do it to you. That's yeah, right. But just, but I did say, you know, I, now I get into the, into the habit of going, you know, no jumping. Yeah, I heard that. Every time before he fucking yeah. walks up to anybody, no jumping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to – And I'll say, I'll say he listens to that maybe – 70 percent of the time that's good that's good because then he'll just be looking at but somebody and just getting it. so excited and he'll jump right people will encourage that. for sure for sure um another thing i mean they they roughhouse with every dog <laughs> yeah. they roughhouse with every dog like too rough sometimes. like pretty rough like yeah. like here's the thing with the roughhouse um you roughhouse with the wrong dog it's a problem Dude, like, the little yeah. one the little one's been attacked before by a pit bull mm-hmm. right got fucked up Haley says that the pit bull just attacked her. I think Miss Bailey definitely showed her teeth because that's what she does. She shows her teeth. She she growls. She shows her teeth. She's a little alpha female, yeah. right? And um, and the dog probably nipped her. Uh, and then another altercation that I saw was with uh, our buddy Austin, his dog Blue, and that was again the wrong dog to fucking show the teeth to, right? Another little pit bull that fucking started really like. Yeah. Like jumping at her and shit. I was picking her up and shit. Like, um, so that those types of situations, I like. I would like to get a handle on, right? Yeah. Like her, her being like that. Um, older? they're the same age. same age. So you know, it's just kind of separate work, aggression, and way too much happiness. So that that I gotta like yeah. try to work with them, and I work with them out here with the toys and shit. Like I'll just fucking, you know, try and get Bodie to really like. Pay attention Focus. with the toy. Yeah. Focus with the toy. Um, and he likes it. It's getting better and better a little <laughs> bit every day, I think, with that. Yeah. Um, another thing is, like, he fucking... <clears throat> they'll be playing out here, running back and forth in the yard, going fast, dude. They can go both go so fast. Zoomies. They tackle my girl. <laughs> On a consistent basis, they oh, will run her over. Like, knock her down? Like, every couple months, knock her down. Oh, my God. They've never once done it to me. And so that more stout of a human, right? But but you know, I tell her it's like they they don't fucking respect you like that. Like you need to command your respect a little bit and show them you're the pack leader because they're legit walking all over you, right? They're legit like they're legit like one of them standing behind her. Leader and her is like a part of their pack. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) maybe they just pile on top of her and shit like she lets it go down for sure. Would you let that go down? No, no, because you're the pack leader. Yeah. See, and then you, you know, the, but you I'm the, the asshole. One, you kick the one dude out of the bed. You're like, yeah. dude, you're not sleeping here. Yeah, I, I remember I was listening to the podcast that you're talking about that on, and I was dying laughing. Did I remember exactly where I was? The hallway I was walking down. When I heard you talking about that. Oh, dude. I was like, this is too funny. And look, he does it, and I think he gets a better night's sleep out of it, and so do I. Well, whether he is or not, you don't know because you're sleeping damn good. Yeah, I'm sleeping better for sure. I'm <laughs> yeah. sleeping better for sure. And you know, I'll fine. let him. I'll let him be I on watch- the bed for a little bit, like while we're watching TV. We're going to bed. That dude needs to. Dude, I watch my dog lay down on the hard tile floor. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? And just she's <laughs> happy as a clam, dude. They don't need a. They don't need a, a plush, nice bed. Dude, with these dogs are so them. plush. It's crazy. Oh jeez. It's crazy. And and so we got him a nice Tempur-Pedic bed. That's what he's sleeping on. His own little Tempur-Pedic bed. Dude. Jeez, I need right next to bed. my girl. Damn, dude, that's unreal. On her side of the bed. Yeah, dude, that's perfect. 
biscuit. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, he's a, he's it's a just huge, a battle. He's a huge dog, man. Yeah, I just want to get his, his, you know, energy under control a little bit. And um, a little bit of I know he's so. smart as fuck. He's just stubborn. Yeah. You know, he's just, he gets away with everything he wants to do and he knows it. Well, working with the ball and making sure that he knows that you're in control and he's got to listen to you. That's a, that's a big deal. So it sounds like you're, you're doing it. Just got to keep up on it and work them every day, man. Just you, takes you time. Got, you got to do it every day. Yeah. Every day. I'm, I'm every walk you go on. That's what I tell people too. Every walk you go on needs to be a training session. Mm-hmm. Essentially. You don't think about it. Oh, I'm taking my dog on a walk. Mm-hmm. No, you're taking the dog on a walk. You're training him. Every time that's you're what walking I've been the doing. dog, yeah, you're taking him out and using the bathroom or whatever, but you're training them. Yes. The whole time they need to be at attention and the whole time they need to be responding to your mm-hmm. commands. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, you're walking, walking, walking. You stop. The dog should stop too. Tell the dog to sit. Yeah. So he sits. Tell him to lay down. They lay down. Dude, they cannot control their energy like that. They will. They will. I've been trying, they but will. like they, they just can't. They, they will. Fucking, we'll see another dog but here's and the freak thing. Out. Here's the thing. You're just, you're already writing them off. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're I see what you. Right I see what you mean. Yeah, you're writing them off right yeah. now. You're 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 already giving up on it before you even. I mean, you're you're doing it. Right. But, but what I'm saying, the, the mentality. The mentality there is is they just can't. Yeah. Well, they can. They well, can. I'm saying at this present moment, they uh, they would probably not. I bet be you, able to hold themselves. I like if we took them out to, I, I would to and they right saw now. another dog right now, they'd probably go go dart and say hi to the dog. I guarantee you right now with, with about an hour to an hour and a half that I'd have both those dogs at my attention. And I'm not being, I'm so not you're being saying, mean or you're anything. You're saying just, an hour and an hour and a half consistent outside. No, I'm saying like today. Yeah, like I'm like like, like right if I today. like if I went outside today and legit worked, worked with them one wow. hour. One hour, I'd Straight. say I'd say you'd see a a dramatic change in their demeanor. Um, an hour of, of you being stern, not not physical in any way, mm-hmm. stern in in your demeanor, stern in your commands, and stern in in or or I guess watching or or getting them to respond to your commands. If you do that for an hour today or every day. I, I guarantee you'd see a, a huge change in, in how they act. I mean, it, it just, I'm doing it with my brother's dog right now. Yeah. My brother's it'll dog probably change over. something in me too. Fucking standing outside for an hour in this heat, you know, <laughs> with them for sure. Patience you, for sure. You would do. And sometimes it, it, you're just sitting there and you're like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. why come on? But you just gotta, you gotta you have it. to power through it as I well. I have to man. do it. Yeah. You got to power through it. And that, that's probably where like, I'll see some sort of, uh, you know, progress, right? Will, yeah. I see progress with the little Maybe stuff day I'm one doing. Won't be that good, right? Day two, day three. Yeah, yeah. If I do it once like, a week at least. Like, Holy shit! Yeah, you got to work with those guys. Yeah. So you know, anything new, bro? I mean, you've been working. How do you like work? You know, flying around and everything. It's a it's a fun gig, man. Um, of course, I could look at the negative side, which I love to love to kind of bring out because it's, <laughs> it's interesting. You know, the negative side, the, right? the negative sides that you know that the career is is they're they're there, but I don't look at that. I don't look at them or pay attention to them at all, man. It's I mean, flying for a living, you're away a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm a homebody. You know, I don't seem like a homebody, mm-hmm. but I am a total homebody. Like I love being where my things are, where my home is. Yeah, Mally. Yeah, dude, I, I just love being <laughs> yeah. home, but uh. You know, I, I always go back to, man, operating the machine, operating the machine 
is God, how intense incredible. is that dude? yeah it's a i mean it's a eighty-five thousand pound piece of aluminum and you know metal equipment loaded down with fuel Nineteen thousand pounds of fuel a little over that if you need it you know it's, I mean, that's that is crazy stuff yeah, you know um, the amount of power you have you know and the fact that you're flying human beings oh yeah like 80 meat bags in the back <laughs> that's what you're referring to <laughs> no there you go, meat bags in the back today. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's fun. Turn that engine on. You know, a lot of people <laughs> ask me, they're like, oh, would you consider cargo? Wow. Um, and cargo's fun. Cargo like cocaine? <laughs> cargo, cargo, man. I mean, a lot of yeah. cargo operations are hiring, you know, FedEx, right. UPS. Right. These companies are going to need pilots as well. And, you know, that's, that's a really good gig. You're flying through the night. I'm not too nocturnal. Um, you're flying through the night. And flying at night is beautiful. Is I it? really enjoy flying at night. I mean, the, the stars are just... Dude, I, I it's like paint. you're in space. It's I like could, you're flying in space. It's exactly like you're flying in space. How dude. futuristic does it feel to you? It's crazy because we've been doing it for quite a while, but I never get over it. I mean, we'll segue real quick because this, this is a good spot to, for me to describe. But flying at night, man, I mean, you literally... So you're in the front seat of this airplane. You know, it's, it's dimly lit. You got your avionics all in the front, kind of telling where you're at, where the airplane's at in time and space, because you can't really tell all the time when you're in a cloud or when it's pitch black out. You can't tell what orientation the airplane's in, right? Oh, your body is just sitting on a seat. You could be making left 360s for two hours, and if you had no instruments telling you were doing it, you would have no idea. You think you're just burning that fuel. You think you're just sitting there, right? So wow. you got you got all your instruments in front of the airplane telling you the orientation of the aircraft in time and space, and on on the Earth's mm-hmm. surface, right, uh, or in the Earth's atmosphere, and, and so the compass basically. Uh, it, it's basically it's an artificial horizon. Okay. So you've got you've got a fake horizon in the airplane that tells you what orientation you're in mm-hmm. with regards to the horizon of, of the earth. Right. Okay. Um, and you've got like your GPSs and all that stuff as well. And then you've got all your switches, all your circuit breakers behind you, all your switches for your different electrical systems, hydraulic pumps and all this other stuff. That's all kind of dimly lit with the lettering kind of dimly lit as well. You know, you got all this stuff turned down at night cause you want to be able to keep your eyes preserved. So you got all this stuff turned down Man, at night, you're up at, you know, 38,000 feet or 39,000 feet or whatever, you could literally picture, you see the earth is black and then you could see the cities. You, know, you could yeah, see, you yeah, could see yeah. Memphis, Lights. you could see, you could see Nashville, you could see Little Rock, Arkansas as you're crossing then the United States and everything in between. And you'll see the roads connecting them. You know, you'll see all the crossroads coming into these different cities and out of the different cities, Indianapolis, you know, Fort Wayne. As you're crossing the United States, you're passing by all these lit up spots on the earth that just look like little spider webs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another really cool thing, too, at night, not only can you, you can always see the stars pretty well up there. Um, one other thing that I really like, so when the weather's not as good, when it's not clear out, you can't see the ground, you got a solid overcast layer over the earth. So none of those lights from the earth are making it through the clouds. Really? Sometimes you can dimly see them through the clouds, but uh-huh. they're usually completely shut out. And uh, So just gray. Well, it's black. Black. At night. Right? Right. You don't see anything. Okay. Which is kind of nice because then the stars are out even really, heavy. Really They're bright. way heavier. Yeah. So, and the cockpit's got a pretty good range of field of view. So you can look pretty far back from both sides all the way in front of you and all the way around, right? You can't see directly behind you, obviously, but 
in every part of the sky is just billions, trillions of stars. I mean, it's endless stars, right? <laughs> it's insane. All the way down to this horizon that you cannot see because yeah. you can't see Earth. Yeah. You can't see Earth. Yeah. This is black. Yeah. It's just as black as the night sky. It's almost like so it's reflecting the stars. It's, it's just never-ending wow. stars in every direction. And it really makes you feel so insignificant. It literally feels like you're in outer space. <laughs> Dude, yeah. You know? It sounds like it. You're, it I sounds mean, like it. It sounds Man, like the is, closest thing you could be to outer space. It is one of the most space. beautiful, incredible views available to oh, mankind. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it, it's it. You are literally it's the closest thing to an astronaut. How's it like uh, flying over the ocean? Uh, like same Atlantic same ocean. thing. Yeah, same. Where thing. it's just emptiness. Pitch right? black, man. Pitch black. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really incredible. So me um, me and my girl are thinking about going to Puerto Rico. You got any flights to Puerto Rico through Delta? Yeah. That'd be pretty crazy. I can't give anything out, but uh, how? So I guess we can go there back and forth with this COVID thing, is there? Yeah, yeah. All that, but but yeah, dude, I want to go to Puerto Rico. I want to go out there and go do some surfing. But if you ever have a flight on that date, mm-hmm. I want to I want to book that flight. Man, that'd be so cool. That'd be cool as fuck, yeah. dude. If it was pre nine eleven, man, you could bring people in the cockpit and wow. fly and stuff. You know, you be... can't see that anymore. Like go inside and check well, it you can out. Check it out before we take off. And we, uh, man, like, you used to I'm be like, able to have people they, in there. They would let people up there. Yeah, I, I mean that's way before our time. But, dude, yeah. that is tight. Yeah. So these that'd car- be nice. These cargo operations all operate primarily at night, which is that's the cool thing. You know, is you fly at night and there's a lot less traffic. Like in the daytime, there's lots of airplanes all over the place. Yeah, but um, but man, I I I would enjoy, or I I think I would enjoy for the rest of my career to be flying passengers because I like I like the people, you know. I refer to them as the meat bags, you know. But that's obviously you know, <laughs> that was um, a joke. Just, just just joking there, you know. I I really enjoy interacting with the people in, in the gate areas, and uh, you know, just just having a good positive attitude at the gate areas, and people see us walk up, you know, they want to see, you know, everybody in the everybody in the gate area or everybody in the airports, you know, when the pilots are shown to the airplane, it's, it's kind of all eyes on them. It's kind of mm-hmm. your first impression on, you know, who's, who's taking us where we're going. And, you know, you see these people, if they look real, if they're in a bad mood and look like, you know, unhappy to be there, it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to, why would you want to go? Yeah. You know, but um, I, I love and I love talking with people. You know, a lot of pilots. You know, when when passengers walk up and start to ask questions, they're like, oh, like they automatically like, oh, like you know, ask them or ask somebody else. You know, they they kind of don't answer their questions. Mm-hmm. And I'll take I'll take two three minutes and, and answer yeah, some questions dude. and stuff. And it's like you want to make people feel safe from the end, the, from the other end, dude. It's like the weather. I'm freaked out about fucking yeah. hopping on this plane. To be honest, yep. with you, right? Delays, dude. A lot of delays. They uh, yeah. People sit in the gate area. Dude. There's a delay going on, and people have no idea what's going yeah, it's on. Like, what is going Delta, on? Are you fixing something? Del- yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you Delta, are you having to turn some little fucking knobs somewhere? Lot, you know, what are you doing? Different companies uh, they try to do different things. Like a lot of your a lot of your legacy carriers, like Delta United and all these companies, they will keep you up to date with what's going on, and and they encourage the pilots to be the ones that talk to the gate areas because the gate agents will. We'll talk for you. You know, a lot of times, right? That's, like, hey, we're, that's hey, their job, right? Yeah, that's their job. Hey, you know, this is why we're delayed or whatever. When when the captain walks up to the gate area and does an announcement, it's totally different. Dude. All eyes on them. The, the gate agent does it. It's kind of just happening. 
captain's the head pilot. Yeah. Are you? Are you, are you, you know, a captain? Are you? I'm, a, I'm still a first officer. I'm, nice. I should be upgraded to captain pretty soon. That's man. pretty. I'm, I mean, you got COVID the mustache for it. Yeah, yeah. The mustache is ready for. A you got the mustache spot. for it. Um, no, it was, <laughs> it was supposed to happen last summer, but then COVID and all that. So. Wow. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and I and I do the talking too. We, you know, we 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 go back and forth or whatever. Um, but man, it's it's cool, you know, just interacting with the people. So I think I think I'll stay on the. Uh, on the uh, passenger yeah. operation side of things, yeah, just dude. for that, and that and that, and that fits you, you know, yeah. that fits who you are, exactly. and that makes you know work, you know, better for yeah. you, you know. Not some people would rather. Not that it's already it's already sounds fucking amazing. I mean, you got fucking, yeah, cool. you're like uh, you're like Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. That's what I feel like. Interstellar, yeah. I gotta yeah. watch that. Oh, man. dude, you never seen that? I don't have a TV in my house. He was like basically. <laughs> It was basically Interstellar, such a great movie. But he's basically like it's in the future, and Earth is so fucked up that like you know people got to figure out a way to get to Mars or or somewhere crazy, another planet. And uh, he was like this badass pilot, right? And fucking, it starts off, and he's like he's like living on a farm with his kids, and he's like like going off roading through all his crops and shit to see because he sees this drone, and he's like, oh, he's following it, he's excited about that. And, and he's just like crazy out there, guy. You gotta watch it, dude. It's you. It. It's you in the future. If, gotta, if we lived in some fucking post-apocalyptic <laughs> shit, gotta, gotta go find dude, a TV. Yeah, you. I mean, you could definitely get one. You got a TV, right? Oh man, I, I know you do. I've got one, but it's uh, it's not even plugged into like power. That's okay. You could plug it in easily, dude. You're flying. This is the guy that's flying <laughs> eighty meat bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotta, dude, I, gotta, I thought you were dealing with instruments and shit, dude. I don't in, have with a, time and space. Yeah, I suppose I could use a three pound piece of a wire to put on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're never home, so it's well, like. Well, when I am home, I'm not. I'm not sitting yeah. in the house, dude. I'm. I'm out doing some. I'm enjoying. Yeah, if you I'm guys want to, f- you know, if you guys like hopping on stories. Go check out Timmy's story, right? What's your what's the Instagram? Timmy's flow, T I N M Y S flow, F L O W. That boy po- posts stories <laughs> like it's no other, bro. Yeah, we have fun, man. I, uh, lots of flying, lots of boating, and yeah. I'm not doing one of those two things. I'm usually just in general, you know, messing around with something, having yeah. a good time. Uh, yeah, you know? he's on some sort of vehicle. Yeah, some love, sort of high powered vehicle. Love, love machinery, man. <laughs> Machinery is he's a natural born pilot is what you are yeah you know that's insane where did that start for you really i mean you i know in uh, when we were in college it really that's where it really really started yep um was it earlier than that what what, what, you know what drew you to do to that that's such an intense thing to do bro to be a pilot some people fall into it some people force themselves into it but man i my first show and tell in kindergarten was uh was an airplane so I had a I had a little model airplane, man. First show and tell. I'm four years old, right? Four four years old. Yeah. Show up with an airplane, start talking about it. You know, I don't know what I said or anything, but I remember walking in there with it, you know, a little flashback. So I've I've always loved it. Always attended the air shows. My mom would like Fort Lauderdale Air and Sea Show, dude. My mom would pull me out of school on Friday. And we would go for the practice air show because there's less people. Yeah, the, that's like that Blue Angel shit yeah, or whatever it's yeah. called, right? And, but we would, she'd pull me out wow. of school to go watch the practice air show because there's less people, less of a commotion, and you know I could really be up there and be a part of it, as, you know, without the crowds and everything. So and we would do that every year. Um, flew model airplanes as a kid, you know, as, as a as a young kid. So that just furthered my love for aviation and. 
just in general, everything, everything about it. I started, I took my first it always lesson. had your eye like, on it. Huh? Yeah. I took my first lesson. I think it was like 12 or 13 years old, 13 years old. Wow. First like flying lesson. I didn't do much. And I, I flew an airplane, just followed a canal for a little bit with an instructor. That's insane though. At 13 years yeah, old. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That guy, you know, Oh, are they doing the thing where it's like you're flying it, but he's also got it right next no, to it? No, they let go. I mean, yeah, you got two yokes in the airplane, so he's, <laughs> he, he lets go. And I was just cruising down the canal. Yeah, Crazy. Was like a thousand feet or something, just, just flying down. Wow. Canal. And now you need good eyes for that, though. I can't, I can't no, be a fine. pilot. You just got to have your glasses. You got to be corrected to 2020. So whatever that means, corrected oh. to 2020. It could be lace. It could be glasses. It could be anything. Dude, that'd be as such as an intense job. I feel sure like I'm such a fucking your, pussy. <laughs> No, man, anybody can do it. That's what I always say. Anybody could always. I mean, I could probably, I could probably deal with me doing it in like, like in the little private plane you got, right? The little Comanche, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But, but to do what you do is, that's too much responsibility for me. Oh, dude, you can handle it, man. No way, dude. Yeah, the responsibilities that I, that I have is, you know, teaching people's kids, which I guess that's a big deal that's the as as most of the responsibility i could i could handle with other people all right and like and you know the actually the skating shit like teaching kids how to skate that's uh that's also a little intense because kids could get fucking hurt you know yeah and so i have to kind of try and mitigate that as much as possible you know um, so it's different but but the the what you do man is just it really is fucking special the uh the fact that that's your career and, and flying and, you know, haven't been so passionate about that, you know, and that's so important for people to do is, is to do what they're passionate about. That's, that's a huge thing, man. And, you know, a lot of people don't take that step into or that leap into what they want to do. Something that you did. I mean, you, this is the life you want it, man. You, you want to be fully immersed in art music. You know, now this you know podcast just is further expressing who you are. You know, yeah. People don't take that leap of faith, and obviously, there's there's major struggles with it because you know, yeah, it's it's tough work, man. It's it's, it's tough. tough to get in these industries. It's tough to get paid by these industries. Um, yeah, but little money you, too. You, you know, you unlike a lot of other people took that leap, man, and you're doing what you love, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, similar to myself, I mean, I wouldn't, I would, I do this, I do that job because I'm absolutely astonished by it every single time I go, you know, I hate leaving home. I hate traveling, not a fan of traveling, but every time I go to work, man, I'm, I'm getting in that front seat. You know, I, I don't, I don't turn right and go towards the back of the plane, man. I turn left mm-hmm. and I go to the front and I take a couple steps forward and there's my seat, Yeah, you know, and I start loading up the airplane and getting it ready to fly. Dude, that yeah. is to me. I do my walk around. I go look around the airplane and make sure everything's looking all right. And I just I look at the airplane every single time. I'm like, this thing is gonna take us where we gotta go. Yeah, you know, it's it, so insane, dude. You really trust that. You really trust the machinery yeah, and everything. Yeah. But you got to study it so intensely. Yeah, you think that was the hardest part about getting into that was the the studying. The book knowledge uh, is is really is intense, right? Lot, For even like if I wanted to say. Um, private license get yeah get a license to go fucking fly helicopters or something right like that would be really tough to learn about all that instrumentation some people get the knowledge side easier than the flying side some people get the flying side easier than the other i mean i'm a i'm i'm i love operating stuff you know yeah you've always been a fan of that 
you know, driving stuff, you know, so that to me is easy. Um, but the knowledge portion, man, it, it is a lot of work and it's not, that doesn't, for someone like myself, that doesn't come easily. You know? So I, I had to, I had to focus hard and work hard on, on learning a lot of this yeah. stuff. Man. You graduated from college, you know, yeah. you know, you might oh, yeah. not give yourself enough credit for that because realistically you graduated from college on time, yeah. right? Yeah. Not many of us did really. You, you, you graduated on time. Um, and you got your fucking <laughs> pilot's license and yeah. shit. So, yeah, came you out know, with, you, uh, yeah, you might be more natural yeah, at that than you, than you might know, you know? Yeah. And, and I had, a, I, I didn't always, I, I always had some sort of job mm -hmm. in college. I always had some sort of way to make money. Oh, dude. Remember when you were uh, not a lifeguard, but you were out there with the oh, fucking yeah. dude, water sports, with, dude, water, water sports. sports. So that, that was, was his job was in, in college, college jobs, bro. Yeah. Fucking whipping jet skis. Yeah, man, I had so much and shit, fun. right, dude? Yeah, uh, I jet mean, ski tours, doing banana boat rides, uh, surf lessons when there was surf. Early twenties uh, were fun, dude. Though. I, I, we had Hobie cats, oh, those little sailboats and stuff. Man, we'd yeah. go shredding those things around. Mm -hmm. They had a four wheeler. Yes, they turned me yeah, loose yeah, you, yeah, you would whip the, four, <laughs> the quad in the fucking yeah, yeah. at the beach. At the beach, man, I was the dude, only that was dude. like right there on the intercoastal in Boca the only or something. Dude in Boca on a four wheeler ripping up Insane. and down the beach. Dude, I just had to go check stuff out, dude. Well, to, well, they uh, would pull the fucking, just, uh, they would pull the fucking uh, the surfboards with these yep, shit, yep, right? Yep, yep. Did you ever come out there? Dude, I, I worked right there. Remember, I worked at the 1000 Ocean as the valet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And I would see you and I'd be kind of, dude, I don't know why I never just fucking said, but hey, can you get me a job there? Because <laughs> I'm man. inside of this fucking cave working <laughs> at $10 an hour. Dude. You're over here shirtless and talking to chicks, yeah, bro. Making 15. <laughs> 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 no, I wasn't. I don't know. It was, it was a fun job. I mean, I, I had no issue showing up to work for that. I mean, I would, I, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and get stoked, dude. Yeah. Go down to the beach, man. God. Five, four days a week. Realistic. You, you you ever look back on that and, and just be like, wow. That was a fun job. That dude. was a fun I, fucking I, I time, dude. I that was my funnest college. Or it has fun. to be, dude. dude. That was a really good job. Just but that then, time in general, you know, we, we were hanging out a lot that yeah, time, you know, because yeah. we were just out of the dorms. You oh, just got the house, I think. It was a good spot to hang out. But yeah. I, I actually quit that job when I was like, you know what, like, this is not going to progress me in my career. And I told my boss mm -hmm. that. And I, was, and I had done that job for a while, man, probably yeah. over a year, a year or something like that. And I just told him, I was like, man, like, and I was still kind of slowly working on my pilot's ratings on the side. Mm -hmm. But I decided to focus more on getting a job in the industry and focus, and doing my pilot's ratings. So that's when I made the jump. I quit that job um, also on, on great terms, you know. And uh, I went over and, and just started kind of studying more um, at our local airport. So Fort Lauderdale executive airport, I just started, I went there and I started studying a lot more at that airport. Mm -hmm. Just in taking it in. In taking it in and, and immersing myself in that environment. And that led to connections. And that led to ultimately a job working on the ground for a charter operation. So, I mean, working on the ground, I mean, I was, I was loading airplanes um, with cargo, if they were going out with cargo, or I was sweeping the hangar floors. I changed the toilet for them one time. I went and picked up from Home Depot their toilet. Broke. They sent me to Home Depot, and I changed the toilet for them. Um, all kinds of stuff. I built office uh, cubicles for them, like uh, all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, but that led into me getting my multi-engine license. 
for free, my multi-engine commercial license, they gave that to me because they were like, hey, you know, this kid's working hard, like we'll help him out. Um, so at no cost, I got my multi-engine commercial license, which is pretty expensive. It's a pretty expensive rating to get. And uh, and I started flying cargo to the Bahamas. You remember that when I was, yeah, I was remember like 20, that. I remember 20 years that. old or something? And I got my first Insane. job. I had long hair past my to shoulders. To the Keys, the Bahamas. Yeah, it was all over, man. Was, in a little boat, dude. Yeah. It was like you were Tom Cruise little, in that one movie, little, dude. Little, yeah, a little multi-engine. It was a Piper Aztec, man. It was, it was, dude, I thought I was the king of the world. I mean, you that. were. Uh, it, realistically, like it. I mean, I you were, kid. bro. I was, I was taking regular college. How old college. were you? 21. 20? 20, 20 and 21 making better pay than well, no, obviously, right? Oh, you were just running. You, but, but you know what it is, is you need paid. the 10,000 hours, yeah. right? You, need, you needed 1,500 1,500 um, hours. So yeah, that's so, what so really clocked you time. in. Yeah. Well, it, it, it set me up because I got me a bunch of multi-engine time, which then when I graduated college and went to go look for a job, everybody requires, you know, different amounts of time, you know, in this kind of airplane or that kind of airplane or doing this or doing that and multi-engine time because nobody can really get it is valuable. So when I graduated college, I was able to hop right into a multi-engine job, which was, was pretty good. So 2016, I graduated college and within the next month I was working a job flying aerial survey, doing aerial mapping all across the United States. Um, so we basically took pictures of all major cities three times a year and smaller cities, um, at least once a year. So you would be able to take a slide ruler when they put all this data in a program, you would be able to take a slide ruler and zoom in. You could literally, we would Joe, you could see a quarter heads or tails on the ground outside. You could zoom in on these maps that we were taking pictures of the, uh, of the cities and you could zoom in that far, but you could take a slide ruler and watch roads being built, fences being put up, roofs being changed, um, seasons changing, you know, of, of these cities, which nobody even knows that we have that those programs. It was mostly government contract stuff. Uh, so like if you were to put a fence out back here of this place and, you know, city of Boca is like, Hey man, we didn't see that sign. Like, did you put it up without a permit? And you're like, no man, it's been here. They could be like, well, we have this picture from six months ago of your house from, from up there. And uh, it wasn't there, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, or they can use it to measure out if they're going to build a new roadway. They can measure out everything on this map instead of going out to the physical location. So that's what I did out of college until I got to the airlines. But um, yeah, I mean, it was fun, dude. I, I'd say that, 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 uh, cargo operation in, in college, I mean, that was, that was pretty, pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. Lots of fun. But so it was definitely one of my favorite jobs I ever had. Uh, you know, it was just, it was a milestone for me to, to, to finally be really working in that industry, to, to leave a comfortable, fun job at the beach and, you know, start working harder and studying harder, not to mention I'm also in college at this time, um, working hard and studying harder. And then, you know, I get that break to fly this Piper Aztec, this small multi-engine airplane um, with cargo, you know, freight out to the Bahamas three days a week early in the morning. So it was, it was just, uh, it was kind of a milestone to see like, wow, like I'm, I am really doing this. I am actually working. I wasn't making any money because they paid for my rating. So I was only making money on the ground when I did, when I like sweep the floors mm -hmm. and loaded the airplanes, like I made money doing that. Yeah, that's good. Much. That's like still good though. an hour or something. It was just good. Yeah. But I didn't get paid for those flights. You know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of thing. Like, okay, well, you know, this is, and I was cool with it. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, let me fly that thing. That was 
way cool. But, you know, it just took it just took me saying, hey, you know, I need to work harder in this industry. I need to I need to just and I was young, so it's easy, but just take that leap and just and just head for it, you know, just start getting after it and yeah. and be a part of it. Be present. You know, when you're there, don't just do the job just because you got to do it. I was doing that job because I wanted to be there. I was present at every moment of that job on the ground. And that's what mm-hmm. afforded me that opportunity to work for them and other small, other small carriers as well. Uh, I've got a roommate now and uh, he's younger. He's about at that same stage that I was at. And uh, I'm helping mentor him and kind of pushing him in the right direction per se, you know, getting, I got him hooked up with one of my buddies. that's still, still doing some of that stuff, but he is busting his ass. He is busting his ass. He's out there right now. Um, he's helping maintain a couple of airplanes. So, you know, he's just passing wrenches essentially to a mechanic and, you know, learning about the engines. You know, they're pulling an engine apart. They just put a carburetor on it, put two cylinders on it. So he's there, you know, he's, he's 21. Um, he's, he's being a part of, of this operation from a very ground level, you know, building the airplanes, rebuilding airplane engines, you know, doing stuff like that. And then he's going and flying that, you know, breaking in these engines and stuff. So he's, he's not just renting an airplane and taking his license, his ratings and doing his tests. Mm -hmm. He's not just doing that, which is what most people do. They pay for that. Instead, he's working with this guy and this guy is not paying him, but he's saying, Hey, you know, you work with me today. You can have a couple free hours and just go fly the airplane wherever you want. Hmm. Now, is that a common thing? Does that seem to be a common thing of like finding? I don't think, it, I don't think it's a common thing. Mentors, in a sense, or people that kind of take you under your under their wing to, to really kind of guide you into thing. that. Um, but it is a common thing if you want it to be, and that's in any industry. Right. It's not just aviation. Well, it just seems like it makes sense for like an older person that has like maybe a cargo yeah, yeah, cargo yeah. business like this yeah, and that absolutely. to to get these guys. A lot of and, these guys that are in aviation. And now, is it that they can't pay them? Or is it that it depends? I mean, they could pay them. They need certain ratings to be able to be paid. You know, like you need a commercial license, which that you need time. You need to fly airplanes a certain amount of hours in order to get your commercial license. You need 250 hours just to just to be eligible for your commercial license. Now, how how high is the demand for pilots? Uh, Well, it was super high and then COVID hit. (coughs) It dropped off. Uh, but it's going to be high again. It's already high. Like my, so, my so, next month's schedule. So is, here's is the thing. So that, that means pilots. that how many you probably know enough about this now, right? How many pilots are there in America? Like like solo oh, kids man. starting up, piloting this and that. How 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 big is that industry? I'd have to I'd have to look that up. But um, it's it's dwindling. It was dwindling down. For quite a while, I mean, like the seventies and eighties, everybody was getting their license. Wow, cheap. You know, fuel was cheap, airplanes were cheap. Uh, you got a lot of uh, war guys. You know, Vietnam era guys. Oh wow, they were coming back from war. And they yeah. wanted to keep. They flying. wanted to they keep were helicopter flying. guys, or you know, uh, other uh, different fighter guys and heavy guys. You know, they were coming back. They wanted to fly, so they were buying airplanes, and so that the you know the industry was heavily saturated then. But now it's it's less of a fun industry and more of a, you know, training world. You know, most of the people flying small airplanes now, they're doing it to get their ratings. They're not doing it because they want to do it for fun. Exactly. Um, that's what I, that's what fun, I mean. Is like, is there like, cause there's not exactly no, like a one school that just gets you right to the airlines, right? There are. Or is there it, are. 
there are schools out there that are extremely expensive. To put a number on it, I would say a hundred thousand plus dollars. <laughs> uh, now, what about Air Force and shit like that? Yeah, there's there's plenty of options for that. Um, the Air Force, Navy, Marines, and all that stuff. They've got different programs to get you through there. They've got different uh, different avenues to 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 fly those planes as well. You know, one of the ways obviously you can go to like the air force Academy and graduate top of your class and do all this stuff. That's one of the ways. Um, they also have different, different places or different things like uh, guard reserve units. Um, and that's basically kind of like, I don't want to compare it to a fraternity, but it's basically a fraternity of guys that's that, that has government funding and, and they get airplanes and it's they have squadrons all over. And, and to do what? Out, well, they're reservists, so they get deployed. So they're just, like a last line of defense for the pilots, that's them. Uh, I wouldn't say last line. I mean, they get deployed on, oh, pretty, pretty much pretty often. Side. Yeah, um, but they're not like just active. another tier. They're not active duty. So a lot of these guys are. They've got other jobs on the side. So like, if I really, go, if I, yeah, I could be a reservist right now. So I could, I could do the job that I'm doing now, and then I'm on like once a month. Dude, I be on reserve to fight. Yeah, dude. Yeah, go fly jets, dude. That's a whole nother side of flying that just would be insane. Oh, dude, that that's the ultimate machine. The dog fights. Yeah. 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 They're not uh, doing that anymore. That old shit. Bop, 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 bop. No, now they just blast some laser yeah. looking thing at you. Yeah, some fucking blast missile. Some laser. Yeah, dude. Literally. Dude. dude they never see each other. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Other. And just the fact that like America goes out and bombs shit. We cannot dude. get in a war, man. Oh. We cannot get in a world war. We cannot have any issues with China. We cannot dude, have any issues with Russia. At dude. this point, if, if if there is a world war, it would, it would be, be so catastrophic it would wipe everybody to out. the world, dude. It it would possibly wipe everybody out for sure. It really it really could. Yeah, it wouldn't wipe out Italy and Portugal because they have no no uh, desire to fight anybody. They're just like, hey, we're just yeah, but chill it, here but, but think about York, really. think about just the fallout of the war. I mean, and look about you know just that's yeah. true, but. The fallout of war, and then and then nice people start taking just get into the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean and just start cruising, dude, pirate style. Pirate style, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yep, Go off to some fucking island, bro. Really. We would be so bombed here in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can. It, it would never come here. Because Look our, at my front yard. Our, our, I've got a fucking bomb <laughs> shell in my fucking yeah. water canal. No, the good thing about America, man, is yeah for. Uh, Russia and, and China, you know, they, they got a lot of people there that are willing to fight for their countries or, or maybe not willing, sorry, you know, they, they, they're going to be forced to fight for their countries. Um, America, we've got a lot of people that are willing to fight for our country. And we've got the the supplies and the armory and armaments to, to do it. So, I mean, I, we would be safe here. I, I completely, completely believe. So I don't think we'd have any issues here. But I mean, it'd be it horrible. Be, and and I just horrible. I would hate to to be in conflict like that. Like personally, I would never I would never want to be in in a war. I've never wanted to had the desire to go to the army or to be deployed to take somebody's life. No yeah, way, I dude! Do I don't care what they think over there. I'm not gonna fucking want to take anybody, bro. Yeah. But you're forced to, you know, and you, and that shit's always been such a crazy thing to me. Yeah. It's out of our control, man. We just got politicians over there just waving their waving their wands, man. Just waving their wands. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I don't get too political on this shit at all on this show or anything like that because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about half of the time. But yeah. 
Um, There's no doubt about it. You know, we've had our fucking several protests throughout these couple years, and, um, you know, things have gotten pretty tense. You know, can't, that, that cannot be denied. Now, down here, we don't see that shit. You know, it's like we're in this fucking bubble right here, right? But, but, Clearly, it's happening around the world. People yeah. are people are up in arms, oh, yeah. and they get up in arms about shit. Yeah, they don't really let it happen here, especially in, in Boca. They because let, people are chilling. You know what I mean? They're like chilling, they're yeah. not. Yeah. You know, there's not like this in insane Most like divide or or yeah. anything like that. I mean, sure, there's a there's a class divide, right? Big class divide. Big class yeah. divide. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> there's a class divide, but there's also a big big middle class divide. Like yeah, here, very, you know, very, very, very wealthy. And then, you know, Good presence. Um, but for the most part, no, nothing of like crazy conflict. Our cops out here that I know of aren't like bad fucking up people and yeah. shit. And um, they're paid well, you know, they're paid well, especially in our area. Man. Really? They're, they're paid well. And you look at their support, dude. And, and there are still crooked cops i'm sure but but the majority, here's my thing the if i was a cop i'd probably totally be crooked <laughs> dude i mean i wouldn't be like racially crooked or anything no, like that maybe no, i'd no. maybe i'd be fucking uh beating up some white people a little bit but that's about it <laughs> no, i wouldn't be you know but like you know like those old gangster movies where like those old cops were like doing side deals you know do, doing you know like you had homies that are in the streets and you protect the homies in the streets or whatever like yeah, that like yeah, i could yeah, totally yeah, see that right that's why i never fucking wanted to go in any sort of enforcement or anything like that you yeah. know law or or the army or anything like that i'm uh Crooked, I'm for bro. the people, man. Yeah, I'm too crooked. I'm too much of a, you know. Yeah, you're crooked, man. I'm not crooked like that, bro. <laughs> but whatever. But you know, I mean, yeah. I keep keep my ear to the streets a little bit. Is all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, man. That was, that that was it. Fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Artist versus a, versus a pilot. You know, yeah. very different lives. Yeah, very different lives, man. But uh, both of us, nevertheless, following our uh, our our destined paths and our dreams for yes. lack of a better yeah. word for that. But, uh, you know, just, just following through with what we want to do, man, just having fun and, and making a, making a life's work out of it. Mm-hmm. And if people, you know, like that's, if you want to take anything out of this podcast, it's, it's that right there is you got to follow your passion, follow your dreams. Yeah. You know, it's a long, Regardless it's a long road for some say. people, you Regardless know, of what people say, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said earlier, dude, I got my first job. I had, I had, long blonde hair past my shoulders you know and just your classic dude from the beach right doing water sports jobs right to uh, i mean at the time it wasn't too professional but at at the time for me it was very professional um to that you had that goal in mind to, to get afforded the opportunity with that long hair and that nonchalant carefree attitude happy go lucky you know, there was a lot of people that, that stood in front of me and they're like, you know, kind of laugh it off. Like, you can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I showed up at these different operations to kind of like see if they had any work available, you know, they kind of look at me like, are you kidding me? You know, I didn't let that stop me. Yeah. You know, you know it, and it was, it was, it was also fun to, to see different people at school or different professors not even believe that I had a whole life outside of yeah, college. Yeah, and just, working. you know, I remember, I, I do remember that. You know, I remember, like, even just the peers, the friend groups and this and that, like, 
oh, Timmy's going to be a pilot. Timmy's going to fly or this and that. You know, there was even that too, you know, because it seems so outlandish to some people. Yeah. So that, right? that being said. And that, I, I felt that too, obviously, you know, but, but I always had good reception from, you know, it's like what goes back to what your dad said, right? It goes back to the feedback, right? When you mm-hmm. stop getting feedback from people, um, that's when you kind of know they're they're not they're not in your life like that, yeah, right? Whereas like you you always gave me feedback yeah. with what I was doing, and and you guys always gave me support, but you gave me feedback too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so just you know, no matter what, even if it seems like you know you're you're listening to the other people telling you you can't do it or that you, that you're not destined for it, man. If you want to do that, and that's what you want to be a part of, and that's the industry you want to be in, or or you know that's what you want to do for a living, or or just just do because you love it. Just crank at it full bore, man. Just get, get at it. You know, even if, okay, so you can't quit your job because you need the money or whatever. Start doing it on the side. Yeah. You've got so many hours in a day. You think about how many hours we waste. Exactly. Oh my gosh. man. We just hit the gym. We came here. We're doing the podcast. You've got so right? much time I got to go to work. Yeah. So. Just get after yeah. it, man. Just absolutely get after it. And then, you know, put yourself in a position to where you can really enjoy life. That's yeah. it. Stay positive. Keep cranking. And just enjoy the road, man. Just yeah. enjoy, the, enjoy the road. That's exactly what it's about. All right. Thank you, Timmy, for getting on the podcast. We'll definitely have to do a part two soon because I feel like there's way more we could get into for sure. But uh, for the sake of the day and we got shit to do, he's got to get some new vans. I got to do a bunch of stuff too. Um, Thanks again, bud, for having me. And thank you to the listeners tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. Um, Send in voice messages. Follow the risk report on Instagram and Twitter. Timmy. Yeah. If you guys, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram, Timmy's flow again, T I M M Y S F L O W. If you guys have any questions about aviation or any questions in general, shoot me a message. I I respond to just about everybody. Um, and you know, if you want to hear anything on this podcast, I'm sure you could shoot Alex a, a message as well. And uh, I'll, I'll be back. You know, this was a good time. First time doing a podcast. And I, had, yeah. I had a really good time. Man. It was Thanks a good time. Me. Thank you, bro. All right, everybody. Peace.
Making music till I reach the sky. I even got to speak to God. Gotta kick it into overdrive. Working overtime until I reach my prime. Yeah, my dreams, they seem divine. And I'm speaking kind. Poetry defined. Staying occupied till I'm satisfied. Let me clarify. You wouldn't believe what I saw. Living inside of a soul. Just like an angel, I fall. Made my way out of the dark. Had to go answer the call. Couldn't be another brick on the wall. You know me, I'm always breaking the law. My eyes are as red as the surface of Mars. My head's in the clouds cause I reach for the stars and I'm climbing high. Yeah, 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 I'm climbing high. Climbing high. You can see I got a different vibe. Rhymes that leave you hypnotized. I'm in a dream like vanilla sky. Yeah, I watched it high. My speech is pure. I never lie. Green secure. Gotta alkalize. I bring a lord. No, I'd never hide. I'ma go on tour and I'ma start a riot like yeah. Y'all don't know what I've been working on. Hit the road, I've been searching long. Sipping slow, yeah, the bird is strong. Another show, that's a curtain call. Made a move to upgrade upon. As long as there's herb involved, I'm remaining calm. Boy, the shouldn't that we taking off? Cause I'm climbing high. Yeah, 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 I'm climbing high.